You're listening to the Weekly Parsha Podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Beit Shemesh Israel 5782-2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bracious. We begin with Genesis, back to the beginning each year. We come around and we have a newer, deeper understanding of the Torah. And of course, before we begin Bracious, we need to always remember the most foundational concept, which is the beginning the beginning is the foundation. The beginning is the basis. It's the, it's the upon which all rests. If we want to understand everything else, we need to understand the beginning. If we understand the beginning, we have the foundation for everything. We can apply so many ideas. Once we have the foundational idea, we can use that and apply it in so many ways. So when we look at the beginning of Bracious, and we look at the beginning of the Medjish of Bracious, we need to look carefully. We need to try to understand what the Medjish is teaching us, teaching us what is the foundation of the world? What is the foundation of Genesis, of creation? And what does it teach us in our personal Genesis, in our personal creation? Because each and every day, as Hashem says, let us make man. God says, Nase Adam, let us make man. Together we are partners in creation with God, in creating ourselves, trying to become better, trying to become more wholesome individuals, Jews, etc. So let's look at the beginning of the Medrash and try to understand what it's teaching us and how it applies to us. The beginning of the Medrash says, on the Pasuk, Bracious Bora Elikim Mesashamayimis Arts, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Medrash wants to understand. The word Barashis is very strange. We could, because Barashis, in the beginning, we should have said Barishon at first. Barashis, the word Barashis means the first of. Like, for example, as the Moforsham explained, Barashis, the Gancha, the first of your Dagon, of your um, grains. There's an obligation to take off Meiser. Barashis, the Gancha, to take off Bikurim. The word is possessive. Rashis means the beginning of. So there are those who explain Barashis bar in the beginning of God's creation of heavens and earth, etc. But the Medrash says something different. The Medrash teaches us that Barashis means, the word Rashis doesn't mean beginning of, but rather it means with the first thing. With the first thing, right? We're speaking about the first thing as the foundational thing. What is the first thing? Says the Medrash, the first thing is something which came before creation. What came before creation? Says the Medrash, the Torah came before creation. We have Posach. We have this word Posach, and it's like because we're we're here at the beginning, we're at the beginning of the Medrash, so there's a lot of Mephorshim here explaining a lot of different points. The word Posach, which we read often when we read the Medrash, means he opened up and he said. But it also means to open. It means to open up an understanding, a deeper understanding of what's written. Who is this Rabbi Hoshaya Rabbi? Interestingly, Rabbi Hoshaya, as the Mephorshim explained, was the author of the Medrash, or the compiler of the Medrash. Rabbi Hoshaya Rabbi, in his name, it has Medrash Rabbi. Rabbi means the great one. The great Medrash and the great Rabbi Hoshaya, who compiled the measures, he started off in explaining what do these words mean in the Torah? What is the racist, the beginning that the Torah is teaching us about? It's a reference, says Rabbi Hoshaya, to the Torah. 
The Torah preceded creation. The Torah, which are all of the teachings of the Torah, the essence of what it means to be a good person, the essence of what it means to serve God, all of these ideas that the Torah teaches us, because Torah means teaching, the teachings of the way of God preceded the world. And, and this is based on the verse in Mishlei, chapter 8, yes, chapter 8, verse 30. It says, I, it's the Torah speaking, I was by him, meaning I was by God, the Torah was by God, Amoin, hidden. Amoin means taken care of, protected. And I was his toy, I was that which God played with, so to speak, day after day. And the Medjish understands, the Mephoshim explained, day after day refers to two days. What are these two days? Each day is, two th- is a thousand years. Right? The verse tells us that for God, a thousand years is like a day. Each day is a thousand years. Two days, two thousand years before the world was created. So, the Torah pre-existed the world. The concepts of the world, the concepts of human interaction, all pre-existed, and our interactions with God, all pre-existed the world. Says the Medjish something even more interesting and deep. It says that the word Amoin, the word Amai, which means that God hid it, or God took care of it, protected the Torah, He had it by Him for 2,000 years. What does the word Amai mean? So there's four different explanations, and as the Eitz explains, it refers to the four levels of Torah. We have Pardes. The word Pardes means an orchard. But also the letters of Pardes, of orchard, refer to the orchard of Torah, the different fruits, the different way we access the Torah, the different way we approach the Torah. There's Pshat, Pei, Reish, Dalit, Samach. Pshat, Remez, Drash, Sod. We have the Pshat, which is a simple understanding. We have the Remez, which is the Torah hints to certain things. We have the Drash, which is Medrash, and all these deeper understandings. And we have the Sod, which is the secret aspect of the Torah, the Maisimer Kova, Maisibratius. Important to point out here at the beginning that Maisibratius, although it's a description of what happened at the beginning of time, it's a description of God's creation of reality, but of course we need to approach it properly and understand that the words, there's, they're, they're hidden. It sounds like a certain thing on the surface, but of course there's a tremendous amount of death, and the Mekubalim, those who know about the Saitis, the secrets of the Torah, they explain at depth what's going on here. It's certainly not as simple as it seems. It's important to know that. But you have these four different levels in Torah. You have Pshat, Remez, Drash, Said, Amoin. These are hidden, these are hinted to in the word hidden. Amon, pedagogue. Pedagogue is somebody who, it's a, it's a Hebrew word, pedagogue, and it means somebody who teaches someone, who takes care of them. Amoin, Mechusa, the word can also mean to hide. Amoin, Mutzna, can mean to hide, to, to make something Tsanua, which means modesty. Modesty doesn't necessarily have to be just to hide something. It can mean something which people see, but you, you, you don't show it so much. Like if you have a candy and your friend wants a candy, you don't, you have to be tsnias with your candy so that the other person doesn't become jealous. Mr. Amar, Amoin Rabta, it means, the word Amoin can also mean very great. So these are four aspects of the Torah, corresponding, as the Yitzhak says, to the four levels of Torah. The Torah is Pshat, Remez, Drash, Soid, these four levels. Now the, the Medrash goes into the explanation of this. The first level, 
which we said is the teacher, is the simple understanding, is the one who is taking care of the child. Hashem, as it were, was it was it was taken care of on a simple level. The Torah for those two thousand years. Kasher and and stay with me because I know it's a little bit uh, obscure exactly what we're speaking about here, but we're going to see a depth. It's very important as we continue. The verse says. That God took care of us in the midbar in the wilderness, just as the oimen, the mother, the the one who takes care of the child, takes care of the one nursing from her. So Hashem took care of the Jewish people. So the word oimen means the teacher or the, the protector. Hashem protected the Torah. The second explanation is that the the Torah was covered up. The verse in Eicha refers to those people who were covered, who were, they became uncovered as a result of the Beis HaMikdash's destruction, etc. But you see a word means to cover something which is supposed to be covered. So the Torah is something which at a certain level, the understanding of which is a simple understanding, just like a parent teaches and protects the child, that's the service level. Then there's the covering of something. The Torah has a remez, has a, d- a deeper understanding, the first level of understanding underneath the surface. Aman mutzna. Then there's an even deeper level, as we said, modesty. There's some aspect of the Torah, which is drash. When we learn the, these madrashim together, when we first read them, we don't understand them clearly because they're covered up. The Torah, the Chachamim, when they taught these matters, they covered it up. As the verse says, so the verse refers to Mordechai in the story of Esther, that he was Oymen Hadassah. Esther, her other name was Hadassah. Mordechai protected her, covered her up that she shouldn't be found. So it's an even deeper level of the Torah not being found so easily. She wasn't supposed to be found by the, the uh, Shluchim, the messengers of the king. Also refers to a tremendous thing, a great thing, which is the greatest secrets of the Torah. Davar Gadol, said the Meforshim, refers to the Maisa Merkava, Maisa Bracious. These are the deepest, deepest secrets of the Torah that are included again in the word Oymen. Oymen means something that is hidden, something that is protected, something, the Torah is something which is protected. And it pre-existed the world by 2,000 years, as we said. The verse refers to something which is very great. The great city of Alexandria, etc. Okay, so, so what? So we have this whole thing, these four different levels of Tyra. Here's where we get to the so what. Listen carefully. This very verse, which refers to the Tyra as something which is which is protected. It's also the word Amoin, which means protected and hidden, also can be read Uman, which means a craftsman. And this is a very famous idea, but listen to how we're going to apply it. The Torah says, excuse me, the Torah says, I was the Kli Unus, I was the artisan's craft vessel. I was the one which was used by God. For what? As we'll soon see. To create the world. 
Okay, the Torah is used to create the world. It's a famous idea. Torah is the blueprint of the world, and hopefully we'll see soon what that means. The way that the world goes is that when a king of flesh and blood wants to build his palace, the king knows he's not an architect. That's not his, that's not his expertise. He doesn't do it on his own. He doesn't do it by himself, but rather he hires an architect. He hires a professional who knows how to create a beautiful palace. The architect doesn't do it on his own either. He doesn't do it based on his current, whatever comes to his mind. Rather, he has different documents, different kinds of uh, notebooks. He has records of perhaps buildings that he's built in the past, and how he did it, and what worked, and perhaps what didn't work. How to build this kind of room, how to build that kind of room. God also, when He created the world, Hashem looked inside of the Torah, the Torah is the blueprint for what it means, what, what world the world's supposed to look like, what, you know, the Torah says, honor your mother and your father. Well, clearly we have to have mothers, and fathers, we have to have children. There has to be some element of resistance, perhaps, to honoring our parents. There has to be a command to do so, to indeed honor them. The Torah itself lays the groundwork, the framework, for what human interactions are supposed to look like, what the challenges are, and how those interactions ideally are supposed to be. So here the Medrash as is its way, when we get to the end of the Medrash, we finally understand the beginning of the Medrash. The Torah says, Bereshis Baralekim. doesn't just mean in the beginning. It means Bereshis, with Reshis, the first thing. What's the first thing? What came before Bereshis? What came before the creation of the physical realm? What came before was the Torah. The Torah was the first thing with which Hashem created the entire world as we know it. This is what the verse says initially, that God acquired the Torah at the beginning of His way. Meaning, the Torah existed. God manifested through the Torah. God put His wisdom into the Torah at the very beginning of the path, at the very beginning of creation. And just as an aside, and I want to share with you something before we get back to the content of the Medrash, very important idea which I read in in Sif Sechaim, Reb Chaim Friedlander, over Simchas uh, Torah, rejoicing with the Torah. What is the essence of the Torah? God placed His spiritual essence into the Torah. Kuchabrichu, Arisa of Yisrael, Chadu, as the Zohar says, the Torah represents the essence of God, whatever that means. We don't know what that means. We can't possibly understand what that means. But Reb Chaim Friedlander says that when we learn Torah, just as it says here, Hashem the first thing that God did was place His essence, as it were, into the Torah, the content of the Torah. When we study the Torah, when we are misdabic, we attach ourselves, we learn the Torah, and we try to understand it, we try to put it upon our hearts, we are attaching ourselves to the Ratzon Hashem, to the will of God, and to God Himself, as it were. How that works? I don't know, but it's a fact.
Okay? But now, let's back up and look at the Medrash and say an amazing thing. Because the second part of the Medrash, I think, really explains the first part of the Medrash. The second part of the Medrash says that God looked in the Torah and created the world, as it were. The Torah is the blueprint of the world. But we also pointed out in the first part that there are four different aspects of the Torah itself. There's the pshat, the symbol understanding, the stories of the Torah, the commandments of the Torah. There's the remez, that which is being hinted to. There's the drash, that which we can understand at a deeper level. And then there's the side, the secrets of the Torah are there in the Torah. Now, what that l'chaira means, what we, we see if we connect these two pieces, is that the physical realm itself, the world that we inhabit, it has these four levels as well. We have the pshawi, the simple understanding. You look around the world, it's an amazing, beautiful world, but there's a simple understanding of it. There's just the physical world, the beautiful trees, the animals, the human beings, the streams, the mountains. There's the pashup shot. Then there's remez. Within the world itself, there's also, because everything parallels, right? If, it, if you have it in the Torah, you also have it in the physical reality. You have the deeper depths. You have what you see, the Pashup Shat. We see many stars. But if you look through a telescope, you see that there are millions and billions more stars farther and farther away from us. 13.8 billion light years across the entire universe. Unbelievable, deeper things. Rem is you don't see it on the surface, you have to look for it deeper and deeper and still deeper. And of course, on the deepest level is this side, is the secret aspect, which is the neshama, which is the soul, it's the spiritual realms. All these things are contained in a parallel way, just like in the Torah, you have all of these different aspects. In the physical realm, you also have all of these different aspects. And I would say that if we think about it within ourselves as well, we all have these four aspects as well. We have the push-up shot, the simple who we are, we have the physical aspect of ourselves, and we have the deeper and deeper and deeper levels of ourselves going down to the spiritual, to the, to the highest level of our soul. And even within our soul, there are many levels, of course. There's neshama, there's ruach, there's nefesh, there's chaya, there's yechida. The highest aspects of the souls are also contained within. So what? What is the message here? What is the Torah coming to teach us? And I think that if we think about it deeply, I want to connect it to the first point. The first point that we mentioned was Rabbi Hoshaya Rabbah. Rabbi Hoshaya was the author of the Medrash. And I want to share with you something that's really cool. It says the Pasuk that he brings, that the Torah was a play was a toy for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yom yom, for those 2,000 years. If you look at the letters of Eyeshashuim, this is pointed out by the Mephorshim on the page, it has the letters of the name Hoshaya. Hoshaya, who's the author of the Medjish Rabbah, he chose this verse to speak about at the beginning, and to speak about how the Torah is the essence of reality, how it predates reality, and as we saw how it's the first expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world, is how the world is manifest, it's from this blueprint. But Rabbi Hoshaya chose this verse because it has his name in it. So the author, the author of this book, of the Medrash Rabbah, at the very beginning, we find out his name, we find out the name of the author, and we find out that his name is embedded in the Torah itself, in Mishlei, in Proverbs, chapter 8, verse 30. That means that he's real. That means that he's really there and he's manifest. How does Rabbi Shaya get here? Because he's he's part of this. He's written in the Torah, so to speak. And there's also one of the Mephorshim here explains that if you take the gematria, the words I think I'm correct in this. 
So then, it's the exact gematria of the word Rebbe Hoshaya Rabbah. Check it out. See if it works out. But we see here in the name, in the name of the author of this book, we see here that this is the expression of who he is. The essence of who this great person, Rabbi Hoshaya, was. The essence of who he was was somebody who wanted to communicate words of Torah. Wanted to communicate that God is the essence through his Torah of the entire physical reality that we have. And in, in that expression, we get to think about the fact that there's an author of the world, that there's a creator of the world. And he authored a book. And that book is called the Torah. And it starts with Genesis. And God, as we said, put his essence into the Torah. And through that, we get to communicate, or we get to understand what is God's will, what is it that the world is all about, and how, and how much depth there is within the entire Torah, so many different levels, from the simple down to the deepest, deepest secrets of the Torah. But all of this is just an expression of God Himself, the author, the author of the Torah, and the author of creation, the one who has created this entire beautiful depth. And now when we look at ourselves, and I know I've said this before, but when we look at ourselves and we realize that we are creations of God, we have within ourselves all these aspects. We have the entire Torah. We learned it inside of our mother's womb. We're the Malach, with an angel, who is a messenger of God. And now, just like the Torah is the blueprint for the world, and the world is just an expression of bringing from the Koyach to Poyal, from the potential to the actual, so too, we ourselves, we look in the Torah, and we find out who we're supposed to be. We look... And we realize that there are so many levels of who we are supposed to be. On the simple level who we are, in our simple interactions with others, we are at a deeper level, we are at a deeper level, and on a deeper level in our spiritual interactions with others, with God, with ourselves. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful lesson. And that is that here we are at the beginning of the Torah, recognizing that the entire Torah is only about God. And it's about His expression in the world and how it manifests in the physical realm and how it manifests in our personal lives. So I want to bless you and ask you to bless me that Hashem should help us. That this should be the beginning of a wonderful year, a year full of searching for God, a year full of coming close to God, trying to understand His will, trying to understand where His will is written in the Torah, how it applies in the world at large, and how it applies to our individual lives as well. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.